Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rask Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rask AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Welcome to this very special Money and Chill installment, the final one of 2023. Joined as always by Kay Campbell. How are you doing? I am doing well. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. And Monique, pizza. How are you doing? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Very good, very good. So we uh, we're here. We're in the Christmas spirit and the lead up to gift giving and celebration with family and time away from work. Hopefully for some folks, and maybe it's a trip or maybe it's camping or even just a bucket of KFC chicken with some family and friends over Christmas. Yum. <laughs> I know. Kate's like looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> well, that's what we used to do at my family back in the day when we had the big family gatherings. Big, KFC and champagne. Big Rask family gathering. Someone would be a Bring the biggest bucket of KFC chicken. Um, bought the, the night before for the day. Of, That's beautiful. Um, easier than a bucket. Heat it up? Yeah. Sometimes you can eat it cold. It's pretty good, to be honest. Depends anyway, how you're feeling. We're not endorsing KFC on this show, just an FYI. Um, today, we're going to talk about uh, basically our monthly wrap, and we're going to share some updates on what we're working on, what to prepare for over Christmas, and get some gift ideas yes. in the mix. Gift ideas, some summer reading content mm-hmm. inspiration if you get bored and uh, and even just share some of our money lessons from the year to wrap things up since it's our final money and chill for 2023. It is indeed. So um, it's been a big year, but uh, these episodes are always fun. If you're looking for a jam-packed summer series, you're in the right place because over the new year, we're going to be doing um, or releasing a lot of episodes that are really structured around kind of savings, investing, just even kind of getting a sense of where you are personally and working towards those long-term goals or habits that you want to form with money, whatever the case may be. Yeah, and focusing on breaking things down. So instead of just saying, I want to be better with money next year, the episodes will give you lots of different ideas of smaller goals you can create to work towards that bigger one. Yeah, and it's always, January is a very popular time for people to start at the gym, but also to get on top of their financial resolutions. And we think the easiest way to, to, I guess, give that gift to people is through this podcast series that we do in January. So every year for the past few years, we do a summer series and they tackle all different types of topics. And the idea is they're not basic, but they're designed to be friendly for anyone, whether you're a beginner, intermediate, or more advanced in your financial discipline and understanding. So that's a long way of saying share these episodes with your friends and family if they have those New Year's resolutions of, 
hey, I want to get better at money. Hey, I want to start investing. Hey, I just want to kind of feel secure in what I know about money and start saving. So those uh, will be coming up soon. But Kate, you're the uh, the published author in the room today, the only one. Um, Monique and I are definitely. Well, actually, Monique, you have published Monique a book. Monique has a book. It's self-published. It's hardly worth mentioning. Now that I think about it, we haven't <laughs> ever spoken about this. <laughs> we show. don't need to. What a Christmas revelation! <laughs> Isn't it called After Dark? After Hours. Okay. It's After a photo I- journal of all my live music uh, photos wow. from. But, 2015 to 2020. What's included in the book? Like, where were the photos taken? And so it's mainly based on. Um, I made it based around Melbourne venues, so it was all basically local artists in local venues. Wow, yeah. cool. So that means that I'm the only one that's outgunned in in the studio today. <laughs> two, two published authors, and I'm just sitting here. Wow. Okay. Well, Kate. I mean, you've got other attributes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I enjoy fishing, if that counts. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, okay, Kate. So, you're the big kind of reader in the room, then. That's probably the fair thing to say. Mm-hmm. Um, what's on your Christmas reading list? Or what would you recommend for other people? Well, one that I haven't read, so I can't 100% recommend because mm-hmm. I haven't actually read it yet, but I will be reading this Christmas is Morgan Housel, author of The Psychology of Money, a book we've mentioned a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. He's got a brand new book out called Same As Ever, mm-hmm. and that's all about the things that never change and reminding you that there's a lot of things that stay the same on your investing journey and throughout life. So that is on my book pile for the summer. I'm trying to narrow down a pile of about 20 to 10 Mm -hmm. because I just will not have time to read all of them. So I'm trying to prioritize a little bit, a bit of of fiction, a bit of non-fiction on there, not too many finance books for the summer. I think if someone's looking for a really good TV show, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso already, Mm -hmm. uh, that was a fantastic watch this year. That's on Apple TV. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is that the soccer coach one where he's like an American that goes to coach soccer? But I think they do they call it football? Football, yes, they do. Kate. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, Kate has been talking a lot about this this year. I've rewatched it, so interesting. Oh really? Yes. Oh wow, that good. It has okay. so many good one liners. Okay, double down. We should do a all time best quotes from Ted Lasso. Um now in your notes here, I also noticed because we do a, a little bit of note taking, or Kate does the majority, and then Monique, and then myself in that order. Uh, <laughs> I noticed that you have something here, lessons in chemistry. Yes, another that? show that I've been recommended from a lot of friends, but I haven't watched yet. So that's on my summer watch list, and that's on Apple TV as well. Cool. cool. Okay, lessons in chemistry. I that was probably the hardest subject for me at school. So it's kind of chemistry. like PTSD. I, th- I think it's I like never three times. Based off the trailer, it doesn't seem like it's focused okay, on we're, chemistry. We're not doing stoichiometry or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> not a documentary. <laughs> okay, right. I like it. Well, and um, what are you? What are you watching? Squid Game. No, the reality one, no. But I've been watching. Um, I've been going back and watching the, f- the the most recent season of Sex Education. For anyone that watches that, nice. it is so much fun. And Good I just, actors, amazing actors, aren't they? I just think that like a lot of the stuff that gets published these days, the acting is it's okay. But I think that they're just wonderful actors, uh, and it's kind of fun. They're all colourful. They're talking about subjects that ten years ago would have been taboo. Um, and it's just it's just kind of this made-up place. It's kind of everyone's unique, even though they've got all English accents. You don't know where it is. Um, and it's just a bit of fun, and it's really easy to watch. You wouldn't watch it with your kids, but mm-hmm. you it's for any adult that wants to just have a bit of light entertainment and it's a bit of a drama in there and explores different topics uh, in adult education and 
adolescent education. Um, the book that I'm reading at the moment is The Alchemist. Uh, it's a very small, very easy to read book. I think when I picked it up, I don't know if I said to you both, but I uh, definitely said to someone, whoever that was, probably myself um, or my dog. I don't know. But I was like, if I was ever going to design a book, like when I think about like the cover, how it's written, the font and like the little graphics that are throughout, there's like hand-drawn graphics. I was like, this is how I'd want it to feel. Uh, and I just think the book, it's like, I think it's one of the top 10 must-read books of like the 20th century or something, mm. The Alchemist. And it's just a really light read as you explore this shepherd's journey uh, throughout the world at the time. And it's just a really interesting book that it just prompts introspection and how you see the world. Uh, so I love that. And it's a great recommendation. I can't remember where it came through, but when I got 20 books delivered the other day for summer, 20. This was 20. This was the smallest. <laughs> Nick's in shock. This was the smallest. I think sm- I've read 20 books in my life. <laughs> well, I plan to spend a bit of time, as you guys know, like on, on the boat. On or, the boat with the books. Yeah. On the boat or on the beach, just camping and just, I'm going to go down to Wilson's Prom and just take the boat out to some secluded beaches and camp for a few nights. Lovely. And um, I just want, I just want to take the books. There's not that much reception down there, so it's just be a good chance to read. And this book came, amongst all the 20 books, it was the smallest the most interesting cover and I picked up like books like this, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I don't know if you guys have seen that. But when you pick it up, it's like Bible paper. It's so thin and the font from the next page shines through to this page and I'm like, <laughs> that's going to be hectic. So I'm going to have to be in the right frame of mind to read that. And uh, I think that's, this is the book that I, I already, it's like really struck a chord. So I'm really enjoying that. Cool. Clear Thinking by Shane Parrish, which yeah. I read that as well. Yeah. Really good book. Yeah, really good book. Um, Not something that's like, you wouldn't, like if you're not a reader, I I would say it's probably not the easiest thing to just crack open and just start reading. Although Shane does a really good job and the book is not big. I was surprised. Mm. I thought It was a quick audio book when I listened. Really quick. Like I, just going to and from the city for work, I think it was done in like, audio books listening in the car on Bluetooth, I think it was done in like, I don't know, like three trips. So somewhere between six and eight hours, I'd say. It wasn't that long. And I was really surprised because you go to Shane's website and he's a brilliant writer. Very lengthy pieces usually on Farnham Street. Yeah. And it wasn't like that. It was really, it's really easy to read. It's really concise. Uh, It kind of leaves ideas to the kind of imagination and further research. Yeah. I think it was a little bit less action oriented and more just thought provoking. Yeah. Um, but Shane Parrish's website, which is Farnham Street or fs.blog is the URL, there's a fantastic post in there uh, on how to remember what you read. I'll put a link in the show notes. And he talks about, like, for anyone like me who's, like, extremely slow at reading, like, I just get frustrated with how slow I am sometimes. And I'm one of those people, I don't know about you two, I'll ask you a sec, I can't move on until I understand what happened on that page. So I'm not like one of those readers that can kind of skim through and reflect and be like, oh, that's how it works, which is probably not very productive. But do you guys ever get that? Like, are you the type of reader where you have to understand before you can move on? I think this year I often don't understand what I'm reading on my law textbook pages and you have to just go through the chapter a bit and look at other resources and read Mm. other people's ways of understanding it. So I think I didn't have time to get stuck. It just forced me to keep moving. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, like... With anything I'm reading, I'll just be like, oh, I'm sure I'll understand that later, and then it'll click. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's see. So, my friend Ryan, who's been on the show before, he was 
messaging me the other day. He's kind of the opposite. He just keeps reading through, even if he doesn't understand it, in the hope that it clicks and it mm. kind of works for him. And he sent me some research on that technique. Yeah. But it took me four years to read Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance because oh of that reason. I couldn't understand it. And then I got to the end and I realized it was three stories in one. Mm. And that's why I was confused. <laughs> <laughs> this was like allegory on allegory and I was like what I should have read the blurb or back to front and I've anyway yeah Shane also says something in that how to read he says that it's the author's duty to keep you wanting to read which I've always had this other interpretation of I've got to finish it if I start it but he was like no just put it down move on mm. I don't know after 50 pages if you don't like it move on unless you have to read it for study or work yeah yeah, yeah true, true. Um, Life's too short to read bad books, though. There's there's so many other better ways of explaining something. So if you want to learn the lessons from Zen and the Art of Motorcycle, I'm sure there's other books that explain similar concepts. Mm. So you could find something that's more suitable. You know what? I, I bought that book because I heard it on a podcast of someone that's read like a thousand books on this type of thing of like philosophy and that. And they're like, this is the book to change my life. So I was like, I'm going to read that book because this guy's read a lot of stuff. And then I got into it. I'm like, I have to go through this. I remember I started reading it on my honeymoon. And I was like, first 10 pages sitting on the beach in Port Douglas. I was like, this is going to take me oh a long time. Little did I know it would be years later. But um, the other book that many people that listen to the show will have on their um, shelf will be Buying Happiness by Kate Campbell. I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, Kate, I think it was chapter six was my favorite. Um, so I think that's either Buying Happiness or Buying Time. The seminal chapters. The seminal chapters. <laughs> Are in the middle. In the middle, <laughs> yeah. Usually you put them, you front load. What do you most, mean by that? You put the best chapter at the start because most people wouldn't wait to the end for the best chapter. I think your chapters got better as they went on. Would that be fair to say? Or am I well, being I the, unnecessarily critical? The whole thing was great, okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it because it starts with the basics. So yeah. Yeah. you already knew those. Yeah. And so it was the more like, interesting stuff for you would probably be the middle bit. Yeah. Buying Happiness by Kate Campbell. <laughs> Get it on your bookshelf or into your brain ASAP. Or it's a good both. summer read. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's not hard to read because it's not like, again, it's not a huge book. Um, and like just the, the feel of it, like Magistrate is the publisher. It's just very familiar. If you've read uh, Evan's book, Mind Over Money, um, it'll feel like as in like the picking up the book will feel. It flows uh, very well and it's like very easy to read, which is great. Yeah. Um, so what what's on your list, Mon? To read. Or just <laughs> to in general. Your content <laughs> recommendations for the summer. Well, I've just started to watch the Doctor Who special. Doctor Who. On Disney. Yep. Um, so I think, is it 60 years? Their anniversary? Oh, I just watched it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I didn't know the background. <laughs> it might be 60 years of Doctor Who. I might get that number wrong. But anyway, um, so David Tennant's back, if we have any David Tennant fans. I'm a huge fan. Um okay. So that would be on my list to recommend. I was asking you and Kate off air. I thought Doctor Who was that guy that went around the UK and solved crimes. <laughs> Mate, are you thinking of Sherlock Holmes? I don't know if I am, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, Sherlock Holmes didn't just trek around oh, the UK. That's David Tennant. Just David Tennant, Barney yeah. Crouch Jr. Yes. <laughs> Elementary is a good show, though, that's if anyone really likes Sherlock Holmes vibes. Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, that is very good. Um, so, Doctor Who, where can you watch it? Disney, Disney. Plus. Okay. Yes, yes. So, it's pretty funny. Right, okay. Also, the Ed Sheeran documentary on Disney Plus. Oh, yeah, true. I finally watched part one yeah. on the weekend. I still haven't watched that. Very moving. Yeah. Adds hmm. a lot of depth to the songs. 
Yeah, no, true. There's heaps of stories mm. behind everything he does, so that would be a good one too. Can you give us a bit about the Doctor Who? Like, what is it? So he's a time-space lord. Time-space um, lord. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, it's been going for, I'm going to say, 60 years. So each kind of season or every third season or whatever, they'll change the actor, but it's still the Doctor. So the character never changes, but his face changes. Regenerates. Regenerates. That's the word. And he just, like, goes on little adventures and saves the world every episode and that kind of stuff. So is it always set on planet Earth? No. No, like, so different planets, Earth, space, wow. in the middle of any type of universe. It's he comes pretty back fun. to Earth quite a bit to collect companions. Yeah, yeah. He always wow. has, like, a little sidekick. Yeah, it's great. Cool. He <laughs> travels go- around in a TARDIS. Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot the biggest a part. A blue police box. It's very British. A, a blue police box. Yes. Yeah. That's the TARDIS, and when you go in, it's like a massive space ship time machine. That's the word. Do you mean like a a phone booth? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. On the outside. Okay, Not in the inside. Interesting. And the inside regenerates as well. Yeah, yeah. A quick Google reveals it's about 900 episodes, and you were right, 26 seasons. Oh, no, that that was the old uh, series. It started in 1963, making it 60 years old. Incredible. Wow. Okay, so must be doing something right then. Okay. It's always a bit of fun. Like the um, the effects aren't that great with all the aliens and stuff that are in the episodes. Are mostly costumes, so there's oh, cool. not that much like CGI and stuff like that. Like Star Wars, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Cool, yeah. I like it. Okay, Christmas is a time of gift giving. Other than ideas to watch on your Netflix or Disney account and some books thrown in, uh, we can come up with a few more things to help you out if you're still looking. Kate, where do you want to begin? Well. On my Christmas gift list for mm-hmm. some ideas, Monique actually brought this one up to me and then I used it, uh, Class Bento, where you can book lots of different workshops for people and it's very easy to buy something for as a gift. So it could be a ceramic class, a cooking class. There was Make Your Own Terranium workshop, like all sorts of different mm-hmm. things across Australia and you can book it and give someone a gift certificate or a gift voucher so they can pick their own. Right. So this is like an experience. Yeah. Yeah. I did a candle making class one time. And the good thing about class bento is like if you choose just say a candle making class and the person doesn't like it or something happens and they want to choose something different, they can choose anything else, any other different experience on the list. So Hmm. they're not set in the candle making class. They could use that voucher and do a, I don't know, smash room or something like that. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So class bento. Yeah. So that's a good idea if you want to get someone an experience. Cool. Yeah. Monique, anything? My whole family, we've kind of already discussed what we're giving each other for Christmas, but um, we don't particularly need anything. And for me, I'm in a one bedroom apartment, so I don't have space for things. So I spoke with my sister the other day and I was like, I like your cooking. Can you just like make me pre-made meals and I'll put it in the freezer? (laughs) So that's what she's doing for me. (laughs) So I thought that was a good idea because I prefer that than going to the supermarket and buying frozen meals. Yeah. I'd rather have someone's cooking. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's where the name comes from, of course, pizza. Yeah, of course. Not really. But, uh, <laughs> um, I've said this before. I don't think I've mentioned it on the finance podcast, but you can use the coupon code RASKXMAS and you can get uh, 50% off Major Street Publishing books. So that would include Buying Happiness, The Ulysses Contract, Kids Ain't Cheap, um, many more. Um 
Share Plicity, if you're familiar with that from Danielle Acuya. There's quite a few business-themed books and yeah. marketing and leadership on there. Yeah, Vince Scully's book's on there. There's plenty of books on there, so uh, check that out. Rask Xmas, yeah. all, all one word. Books are always a good gift. Uh, another idea, if they have a favourite cafe or restaurant, getting them a voucher. Mm-hmm. Even better, you could find a date they're free and book it in and prepay for it. So that could be a fun idea. Mm-hmm. I just think it'd be cool to have like a $50 voucher to your favorite cafe. Then you get like plenty mm. of free coffees. That's probably really important now versus any time in the last few years because people are going to, this is just my gut feel. I feel like with the way the economy and interest rates are heading, it's going to be harder for people to spend on things to indulge themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you can find something that is indulgent for them, you're kind of taking something meaningful to them and you're giving them excuse to pamper themselves or spend on themselves um so just have a look at that uh there could be like massage vouchers the things that like maybe release a bit of stress in the new year gives them a chance to go out i mean massages are definitely something that are not in my budget at the moment (laughs) so a voucher is always good um even a good quality umbrella yes a good quality most people don't buy themselves Mm -hmm. They're not that expensive um, and you can just get a really good one because most people just rely on getting a free one from an event or something like that. So get a good one that's going to last them for the next five to ten years um, or get them a really good quality pair of socks. Trusty. People won't spend $20 on a really nice pair of socks. But then you can only spend $20 and get them a nice pair of socks. Sometimes I know you're a big fan of the craft markets and that sort of stuff. You can... Sometimes pick up nice mm. knitted socks and those types of things that people wouldn't spend on. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel like that's a that's a good idea. If someone wants to get us a restaurant voucher, feel free. Uh, <laughs> send it send it to uh, the Rask Group, uh, care of Owen Rask. Um, so uh, there's this funny thing. I think I'm going to going to keep that all to himself. Yes. Um, no, I'll make it a team thing, of course. She had a love. Um, so, Meowy Christmas card. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it popped up on my Instagram. Classic marketing algorithm. Um, you can. It claims to be the world's most annoying Christmas card. So when you open it, oh, I like know a, this one. You know the yeah. one. I knew you would because it's cat related. <laughs> <laughs> when you open the Christmas card, there's like a tag that kind of pulls off, and then it just starts meowing, and it doesn't stop until the battery runs out. I love it. And then if you try and get into it and try and like break it or something, when you open it, glitter just pops out everywhere. So it just goes everywhere. <laughs> I need to get one. And I was like, this is, I'm going to get some of these. I'm going to get some of these. Someone's going to murder you because they're going to have glitter like throughout the carpet. Glitter just falls out all over the place and it just doesn't stop. You know, when you have glitter in your hair, it is very hard to get it out. It takes ages. It just meows Mm. to the sound of um, like the Christmas carol, basically. Like it's just like. Meow, 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 meow. Yeah, it just doesn't (laughs) stop. And then it goes in different tones and it's just so annoying. Basically, the only thing you got to do is just like throw it out the window to get rid of it. Um, so, yeah. So, there's a little tip for people that yep. want to be a bit cheeky at Christmas. Uh, you can take a free course on our Rusk Education website. Oh. Grand total price of free. Uh, so, that's also known as $0 if you want to learn about uh, finance, investing, all these types of things. There's always links in the show notes. But um, I know we've got food hampers on here, and I've done that in the past. Mm. When people are hard to buy for or they definitely don't want any mm. more things, you can just go to one of those gourmet gift shops or David Jones or something and get a few little like olives mm. and different packaged items, some nice pasta, some olive oil, and mm. make your own little hamper, which is usually cheaper than buying a pre-made hamper. Yep. Yeah, right. True. I do like that idea. I remember a few years ago getting some gifts for like um, wineries or breweries where they do like a cheese 
and crackers session mm. where you get like a wine a bottle of wine included and you can go sit out in the vineyard or whatever you take like a little picnic blanket that's really good uh, for people who are that way inclined uh, is there anything else we want to mention other than scrub daddy which is the sponge that changes lives <laughs> check it out on amazon five bucks and probably to an extension of what you just said owen um there's this company called amazing co have you heard of it yes i've heard of it yes yeah, so i got gifted that a couple of years ago and you go on like a mystery picnic Mm. which I thought was like the best gift someone's given me because um, it's not something you'd ever do yourself or buy for yourself. So you get to choose if you're in Melbourne. So I think there's a Yarra Valley or you can go to St Kilda or there's all these different areas you can go in Melbourne that you choose and they direct you to the different wineries or cafes or whatever to pick up your food mm. and then they tell you to go to a particular park or whatever, bring your picnic blanket and then you sit down and have cool. all the food that you've collected along the way. Cool. It actually reminds me, if you haven't already signed up for Virgin or Jetstar's mailing list and you get the, like the, I don't know what they call them, like frenzy sales, or mm. s- sign up to them because you can get, sometimes you can get like an Adelaide ticket from Melbourne or Sydney or Brisbane and it might cost you like $69 and you can just pick up and go if you provided yeah. don't have kids. Um, <laughs> maybe you could take them, buy an extra ticket. Um, you can just pick up and go yeah. you know, and it's so cheap that you might be able to go for a night or two nights and indulge yourself for a little while um, but just, you wouldn't know unless you're on the mailing list mm. so yeah that's a good idea too yeah um and finally i just say like we talk a lot about gift giving and ideas and that sort of stuff you don't need to spend money as monique's idea from before you don't need to spend money to give someone a gift so you can go and do something with them like go and go for a walk or go to the beach mm. or use what you've already got in the house to make something like you don't need to do that and i think that's really a really important reminder as you get into Christmas, it becomes it can it can become very consumeristic, and you can start buying cheap products or cheap gifts that you just they're going to throw out. At the end of the day, uh, we've talked about this a lot on the show this year. Probably a big learning, which we'll get to in a sec, is you can take the feeling and the best bit of something, and often you can change it. So the example we use this year is I wanted to climb Mount Everest. It didn't really fit in with our team goals at home. So what was the feeling? Well, the feeling was to be out in the nature and to be pushing myself physically. So then it changes to, well, maybe there's a marathon you can run or maybe there's something else where you can take the idea of something that's going to be costly, a big thing, and you can make it something that's a lot lower cost and you still get the emotional benefits, which is why we do these things. So try and think about those at home. Okay. Kate, maybe jump to you. Big lessons from 2023. Big lessons. All right. Well, I think my biggest lesson is with cost of living at the moment, it's super important to check on your bills and all of those subscriptions that come through on a monthly basis because mm-hmm. things can quickly go away, get away from you. I mean, most of the most providers, whether it's water, energy, Netflix, have raised their prices this year. And I think if you leave it six months, suddenly you realize that everything's gone up and you might have had the opportunity to cancel things you weren't using or find a better deal. Even yesterday, I was having a look at my bank account. I realized my water company had charged me the exactly exact same amount twice, yeah. two weeks apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had put it as a credit on my account for some reason, but also that means they've got that money for three months that I could use for something else. So mm-hmm. um, they're like, oh, we can refund it if you like. It's like, yes, yes, please refund yes, it. Give me my money back. Um, but you've just got to stay on top of things. Like sometimes you think you've cancelled something and it ends up having, 
it hasn't cancelled or you might find a much better electricity provider or a phone provider. Just mm. everything's gone up. So it's just a good reminder to keep on top of things. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Apple does a good thing where they send you a notice, like a push notification when there's going to be a price increase for the Apple subscriptions. Yeah. I don't know if and this is a similar thing on Android, like a comparable thing. But that's mm. good because not a lot of them do that. Mm. Uh, I signed up to Spotify recently and I had like a trial period where it was a discounted offer. And so what I did is I set a phone reminder for a day, the mm. day before, like as I'd signed up. I was like, in 40 days or whatever it was from now, send me a reminder to say, hey, you know, Siri, set a reminder to cancel Spotify or review it or yep. whatever. Sorry, Spotify. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's just a really easy nudge to... Review subscriptions, yeah, anything and, like that, like car insurance, big things as well. Yeah, my probably my other big lesson from the year and all the stuff I was doing in research and prep for writing buying happiness is that it's super important to focus on your relationships and to prioritize that. And when you're writing your goals and your resolutions and your vision board for next year, mm-hmm. are you putting relationships somewhere up the top? Because all the research says long term, it's the quality of our relationships that adds the most happiness and value to our lives. So thinking about, well, am I making the relationships with the people important to me a priority this year? And uh, that's something that's definitely been put much higher up on the list than it used to be. That's great. You have had said that a few times throughout 2023. Uh, What would that look like? Like if you had like a list of things you want to focus on in 2024, if someone's out there doing that, what, how would it take shape? Like you wouldn't, I'd imagine you just wouldn't have relationships and then dot point number two, save more money. Um, Like how would it look like? What could people do? So one thing that I did is write a list of all my friends and family and actually note when I had last contacted them, whether it was a phone call, a text or catching up. And once I saw it had been sort of two or three months, depends on the person, um, they might not have been in the country, so you don't want to be contacting them all the time. But Mm -hmm. um I would actually make an effort to go and contact them and see how they're doing and just check in without necessarily going to see them in person because they might not be nearby, but also just a reminder to catch up with them and check in. Cool. I like that. I I haven't heard from Kate outside workouts for at least three months. I'm just saying. I know, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, waiting for the phone call. It's so easy to go three months and realize you haven't spoken to ex-family member or ex-friends so it's a good reminder to have and even if you put something in like your goal is to catch up with one friend a week whether it's a coffee or something else yeah you've been a big proponent of that this year is like um just reminding all of us to like go out and socialize go Mm -hmm. out and invest in those relationships that can be hard a lot of the time yeah and even hosting that's been something that's helped this year hosting some different events at my place has been a great way to bring everyone together at once and sort of have a more open door so even if you've got some newer friends they can come along as well because it's a group Mm. gathering yeah cool like it what about you monique this year i guess i've figured out Well, maybe it's just been like throughout my life I've figured out the more organized you are, the kind of like more more money you save. So I know, right? (laughs) Um, For example, I'm planning an America trip that's still a while away in April, but I started to plan it in probably June or something like that this Mm. year. Um, And by doing that, I saved so much money on flights, um, so much money on accommodation, and I made sure... Like if you go through booking.com, they have a lot of 
free cancellations. Yeah. So I'm like, no worries if I find something else because I can just cancel the one I booked. But it's already done and I've saved that money because it's done eight months in advance or whatever it was. Um, and even with theme parks and stuff like that, if you do it in advance, you save money. Um so, yeah, just generally speaking, if you do stuff in advance, you tend to save money, yep. even with um, Christmas presents and birthday presents. Meal prep. Meal prep. Yep. Um, just be organised. Yeah, just be organised. <laughs> and if you go shopping and you see a sale and you're like, oh, that pair of shoes or whatever is going to be really great for my sister's birthday in a couple months, I'm going to buy them now because they're on sale and mm. I'll pop it on my present shelf. You have a present I shelf? I have a present shelf. <laughs> present shelf. Do you have a yeah. Christmas tree? You guys have a Christmas tree? Uh, I have a Christmas twig. Uh, I Christmas made a twig. Christmas bookshelf. Christmas bookshelf. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. It doesn't look great. I'm not going to show anyone. And if you and if, and if you think about it, like what's the old saying, Kate? If you drool, it tastes better. If you pre- prepare for things, you can um, anticipate yeah, exactly. what's to come. Yeah. And you look forward to it and it gets a little bit more exciting along the way. Mm. That's how I like to do things. Just one of the FYIs <laughs> on that booking.com feature mm. is that sometimes it does cost you more. So yeah. if you go on a booking.com, there's often an option to, you know, when you go in and find the hotel or accommodation or whatever it is that you're booking, you'll see two options for the same room. And one of them is like, there's like the cancellation policy and you have to pay a deposit and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And the other one is like, you can just yeah, change your mind at any time, but it will cost you a little bit more yep. per night. Not all the time, but I've seen yeah. that on some of them. Yeah. Like we were booking something in Italy last night and it was no sorry it was london uh, and it was five hundred dollars more for the extra five nights so approximately a hundred dollars more and that's just the reality of you know getting that flexibility but i think so did you lock it in no we just we went with the flexible times because Mm -hmm. the whole trip is not yet booked yeah but we've already changed a couple of the places so so worth it it has yeah made sense so far um my thing my thing would be uh, a lot of people are finding out, I think, myself included, that uh, thinking long-term with your money or your business or whatever it is that you're working on um, seems really boring in the short term. So, And it seems pointless. Like in the last few years when interest rates are really low, people are investing money, people are saving money, they're like, I don't need to save a few bucks here or there. And this is old, old lifestyle inflation creeping in where you get more money and you think it's always going to be like this, so you spend more money. Like if you get a pay rise, you spend more. You know, these types of things. If your mortgage goes down, you spend more or you compensate for it when you probably could just keep spending the same amount on your mortgage so you pay it off faster or you go into an offset account or something like that. Or if you get a pay rise, you save the incremental dollar. Um, I think what I've realized this year is the value of that long-term mindset because a lot of people have their budget squeezed this year. Businesses are going to go out of business. And I think that the time to prepare for that was a year ago and people weren't thinking like that because I was just thinking the good times will continue. Not really thinking that, hey, the future might be more difficult for me, so I should probably not get a credit card or I should probably not get that personal loan. I should probably not do that thing. Um, and myself included, like I spent money probably a year ago where I was just like, I probably didn't need to do that. And now I don't have that money, you know? So I think that's one of the things is like, you know, to, to first to finish first, you must first finish. Um, I would say the other thing that has really dawned on me this year, for the, it, it was probably last year, but also this year, is that like 
the search for lower fees in finance, like for brokerage accounts, for all that sort of stuff, is now at a point where it's just, if the thing that you're doing is like you're basing a decision on fees, like a lot of people in the FIRE community do, I think that's kind of pointless, to be honest. Like I think it holds more people back worrying about like the tiny little fees of which ETF, this one's slightly lower than that one, or which brokerage account, this one's slightly lower brokerage than that one. I think that's actually, it doesn't matter. I just think it's pointless. Like don't let that, I think that like the perf- perfection is the enemy of, um, I guess, traction. And um, you want to get traction early on. You want to start investing. You want to do all those things. And you said something this year, Kate, which was really interesting to me. It's like a lot of the data, correct me if I'm wrong, suggests that after three options, analysis paralysis kind of takes over. Mm. So limit your options to a maximum of three brokerage accounts or a maximum of three things that you're looking for and just pick one. Uh, particularly here, it's, there's not that much um, to worry about. I think it's really interesting because a lot of people kind of shoot first and ask questions later with property, which is such a ginormous thing. But then when it comes to like investing $100 in a brokerage account, they can spend weeks deciding which one to go with. Um, and at the end of the day, one of those has consequences and the other one really doesn't. So um, that would be one thing that's crept into my mind. Um, the other thing is, uh, as my life's gone on, is that, <laughs> and it's probably dawned on me this year, is that um, a lot of the things that, in my case, that have motivated me, like money-wise or financial-wise, a lot of things that have motivated me have been a classic like hedonic treadmill, like a classic happiness trap, which is like, I'll be happy when I get to that point over there. I'll be happy when I achieve this thing. I'll be happy when I get there. I've realized it's really kind of like hit me over the head this year is that it doesn't really need to be, it's not, that's not really, it's the process. It's the journey. Um, Enjoy the process as well. Yeah. And so this year, if like I spent a lot more money than I normally would have, to be honest, on things, <laughs> because for like the, my whole life, I've been really not, maybe anxious is the right word, but I've been very mindful of like always moving towards the long-term goal, no matter what, like save more money, mm. don't go out with friends, don't take that trip, don't do that thing, always sacrifice, 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 sacrifice. And now I'm like, maybe I've swung too far the other way, but now I'm like, you know you what? You have made a few big purchases in the yeah. last 12 months. I'm not getting any younger. Like just have a bit of fun while you can. Yeah, you yeah enjoy now. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all about moderation, right? So um, so that's probably one thing that I realized is this year that's kind of dawned on me. And I, I was chatting to, there's been a f- fair bit of sickness around me recently. And I was chatting to some friends who are my age and they're really successful in their business and what they do. And this one guy in particular was like, you know what? He probably know, he probably listens to the show. He's like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go and buy that car. He's like, I'm going to go and buy that V8. He's like, I've always wanted one. I've got enough money. I've always put it off. It's a shit financial decision. I should just buy an electric car or a secondhand car, but I'm going to go and do it and I'm going to get it and I'm going to hear the roar of the car and just enjoy it for a couple of years and just see what happens. Nice. Um, I was like, yeah, man, if you can afford to do it, yep. just do it. Mm. You know? Thought I think about sometimes it. it's just sort of like identifying what's a lifestyle decision and what's a financial decision and not thinking mm. like saying, oh, this property is an investment when mm. it's really a lifestyle decision. Yeah. So People just, don't know the difference, right? Yeah. And sometimes we try to justify it like, oh, this is an investment in myself. And really we might enjoy it a lot more if we go, well, it might not pay off. It might just be something I want to spend money on and that's okay. Yeah. I think if people can't identify the alternatives rationally, like as rationally as possible. So like, for example, buying a boat, right? 
uh, for me. <laughs> it's, it is by far, uh, maybe you could say jet skis, uh, probably a worse decision in my opinion, but that's because I don't like jet skis. But um, a boat is almost the worst possible thing you could ever spend money on. Like literally the worst possible thing, unless you live on it. It rarely gets used. It costs a buck a load of money. It deteriorates over time. The salt water destroys it. You have to constantly maintain it. Like, just think about how much it costs to go to tow the bloody... Like, it's just a horrible, horrible way to use money. And yet... And yet, you buy one, right? So, the the reality is, though, that to get to that decision, you have to explore the alternatives to make it sensible in your mind, to make it a lifestyle choice and not a complete, you know, misery. It's like, could you hire a boat just a few times a year? Could you figure out cheaper alternatives? Could you go and share with a friend who maybe uses Are that? there boat clubs? There's boat clubs, there's yacht clubs, there's that type of stuff. Um, and so maybe with whatever it is that you're trying to work towards, maybe there's an alternative. Uh, and that way uh, you can kind of make a more balanced decision and you can honestly justify it, not just, oh, yeah, I could have done like, you know, I got this because of X, Y, Z. Like, yeah, well, how often are you going to use it? You know, it's just an example. But um, this has been fun. 2023 has been a big year. Um, the most popular episode, Kate, just if we reflect really quickly, what was the most popular episode of 2023? Well, on Spotify, it says it was your 30-minute guide to starting a business. But I think on Apple, it was probably oh. 23 ways to save and invest <laughs> in 2023. So uh, we have a lot of small business fans listening on Spotify. So that is very good. And we've got the Australian Business Podcast. If you want to yeah. sink your teeth into the idea of starting a business or a side hustle next year, that that is a great resource for you. But yeah. we've had a good year. Had a great year. We've got plenty of resources and episodes lined up for January. Yes, we do indeed. Um, you didn't hear the mic drop before because we're in a carpeted room, but that <laughs> was a business podcast episode. So fist pump to that. There is more coming. Owen's on, very happy. On the Australian Business Podcast. You can go and check that out. There's also a free course. Speaking of free courses, we've this week, actually, we've hit 25,000 students total enrolled in courses. Cool. So a huge, huge achievement um, by our team and us. Um, and Kate, a lot of work this year on the Rusk education side of things. Like it's a huge achievement. So uh, they're all there, all the free courses. If you're new to finance the road trip, it's a six-part series. It's free, uh, under an hour, basically, or about an hour you can take a course. And um, they all join together at the hip. Yep. So take those. And make sure to send us a message via Instagram, via the comments mm-hmm. section in Spotify, or mm-hmm. via the Ask Us a Question in your podcast player. If you have any ideas or people you want us to talk to in 2024, we're all ears. Please do it. And if you want to do us a huge favor right now, about 40,000 people follow us on Spotify. We definitely do not have 40,000 reviews. <laughs> <laughs> if you could, do us a massive favor. In just a minute, just a minute, just scroll down on your app and click the thing that's like a star rating. Ideally, we would love five, but it's on Apple. You just scroll down, you click, like, just bang, done. Yeah, and then Spotify, Spotify, it's at the top. It's at the top, just bang, done. It takes like one second to do it. If you could please do that, that would be a huge help for us and helps other people find us and know that they're getting trusted information, especially at this time of, guys, I guess, the kind of economy when people are starting to struggle. They need reliable finance content. So um, this has been heaps of fun, ladies. Pizza, always a pleasure. Anytime. 
Um, good luck reading. Oh, you've already read Buying Happiness. So, oh, yes. Yes, yeah. you've already read that. So good luck, good luck with Doctor Who. <laughs> Thank you. 60-year um, anniversary. Kate, good luck with Buying Happiness. Your new book is out and reading, same as ever by Morgan Housel. And as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone, and a very safe and happy Christmas holidays. Yes, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas, ladies. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. I am so excited to tell you that InvestSmart and Intelligent Investor are long-term sponsors of this podcast. And here's something I want to tell you about. The Intelligent Investor Select Value Fund is a unique mix of global leaders and homegrown small caps poised for long-term growth. The portfolio manager is Nathan Bell, a talented investor you may have heard on the Rust Network multiple times. The Select Value Fund is designed for investors seeking international diversification and Aussie companies with superior financial metrics. You can invest today at intelligentinvestor.com.au slash IISV offer. That's intelligentinvestor.com.au slash IISV offer. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Before you go, I wanted to share some things with you. Specifically, I wanted to tell you about the 10 ways that Rask could help you in 2024. As many of you know, Rask has grown to become one of the biggest investing and finance platforms in Australia. Across our podcasts, our websites, our memberships, and so on, we now engage around 200,000 Aussies, which considering we started in a humble lounge room on a Kmart desk, one of those old fake white wooden ones, I'm pretty ecstatic about where we are six years later. As part of becoming one of Australia's biggest platforms for wealth creation and preservation, we now have a very special position in the country in that we can bring you some of the best, most thoughtful, expert-driven ways to protect and grow your wealth. And I'm going to share some of those with you now. I've got 10 ways that we can potentially help you or match you with someone who can. The first thing that I want to tell you about is the biggest step we've ever taken at Rask which is the launch of our Rask Invest platform. This is a platform that lets our team, led by me, invest for you, primarily through low-cost, diversified ETFs. We'll have three strategies at launch, and every investor who comes through can pick one of the three strategies being a balanced strategy, a growth strategy, and a high-growth strategy. 
The balanced strategy focuses on passive income and the high growth strategy focuses on longer term compounding. You will find a link in your podcast player to register your interest. We will be taking off soon. Number two, if you prefer to DIY your investing, you can join me and over 4,000 members inside Rascore. That's our full ETF and ASX share research membership community. You can join now and you'll get updated ETF portfolio recommendations every quarter, as well as ongoing ASX and global stock research. Every single month, we call them the all-star stocks. You get that alongside the ETF portfolios, as well as other members-only content. It's called Rascore. Number three, our first ever partnership with a business other than our own was a business by the name of Blusk, which has since become Flint Group. Flint Group is led by Chris Bates and Christian Stevens, two of Australia's most highly regarded mortgage brokers. Already over 200 RASC community members have begun the RASC plus Flint Group mortgage broking process. You can click the link in your podcast player if you're refinancing, investing, a first home buyer, or whatever. You've probably heard Chris on the show many times. Number four, you can connect with our most trusted financial advisors. Whether you're 25 years old, just graduated uni and looking to set yourself up or approaching or in retirement and you've got that nest egg you want to protect and generate a passive income from, you can get in contact with our trusted panel of financial advisors. You can find the link in your podcast player. It's there each and every week. Just click the thing that says financial planning. Number five, if you want specialist insurance advice, as Warren Buffett said, rule number one is don't lose money. And rule number two is don't forget rule number one. Insurance is vitally important, especially when it comes to your number one asset, you. Whether you're a single income household or a couple and you just want to protect what would happen if. You want to protect your family if something goes wrong. You want to protect your spouse if you lose your job. You want to protect yourself if you hurt yourself on the weekend at footy. Insurance is a way to do that. And I think the best way to do insurance is through a financial planner. And there's a few reasons for that. But one of them is sometimes some insurers will only work with financial advisors, but they can also be your companion as you go through the sometimes daunting process of getting insurance done properly. Sometimes you might not even know, but you're not even covered, even though you think you are. So get the right advice. You'll find a link in the show notes to check that out. Number six, buying property. If you're like me and you're thinking of buying property in the next 12 months, or maybe you've already invested and you're looking to downsize, getting the right advice and being able to build wealth through property is a proven strategy. It might be one of the most contentious, but I think that we have one of Australia's best property coaches in our ranks. That is Pete Wargent. Pete is the host of the now super popular Australian property podcast by Rask, and he's also my analyst team's macro consultant. So if you're a member of Rascor, you will have seen Pete's name around the traps. He's a property coach and buyer's agent, and he works with a select number of people each and every year. Just a note on this. This is not a commercial thing with Pete. Pete just has great services, so we offer them to the community. And when he fills up, he fills up. You can find out more about Pete's coaching in the show notes. Next up, tracking your portfolio for tax. 
I think you are because I think you have to. So we've partnered with Nevexa to help you manage your share and ETF reporting, whether it's tax or performance. All Rask users get 20% off an annual plan with Nevexa. You can sync your portfolio with Nevexa software and it automatically tracks your dividends, your capital gains tax, and more. Again, not a commercial partnership. We don't make anything from working with Nevexa, but they do create some great tools which the Rask community uses each and every day. Number eight, want to run your own business? Maybe you already do. If you want more profit, but less stress, less time consumed, and less energy lost, get in contact. We have a partner business called Inflection. The Inflection Accelerator Program is a complete online course that helps you and a community of members engage and follow a proven strategy for growing your business. I'm grateful to be one of the coaches inside the Accelerator program, helping business owners right across Australia. You can find more following the link in your podcast player. It's the one that says coaching. Number nine, if you haven't already checked it out, join over 20,000 other people who tune into the Rask YouTube channel. It is completely free and you get notified when we go live and when we publish podcast episodes. There is a podcast on the Rask network each and every day, as well as bite-sized material that's less than 60 seconds or those really punchy tutorials and webinars that are just 15 minutes that take you through a really exciting topic, whether it's how to buy a property, whether it's how to pick a dividend ETF. Some of our most popular content actually just explains things like, what the heck is franking credits and how do I calculate if I've got some? That's on our YouTube channel. Number 10, if you want to be a better investor, a saver, a better partner with money, or just understand your own relationship with money, you can do that all of that by going to the Rask Education website and taking a free course. We've enrolled over 26,000 students at the time of this recording, and we are on a mission to get to 100,000 in the next few years. Rask Education is our mostly free education platform covering everything from budgeting and automation to the probably, I would say, the best value investing program in the country. So whether you're a value investor an intermediate investor, you want to know how to value Woolworth shares, or you simply just want to understand what ethical investing is or buy your first property and what actually happens on settlement day, head to the Rask Education website and enroll in something today. It is free and it supports us because then I can come on here next month and I can say we've got 27,000 and hopefully we reach critical mass where we can help more Australians manage their money better. Thank you for listening to this long-winded ad if you want to get in contact with me, you know where to go. There's a link in your show notes. Basically, these 10 services, even though some of them we don't make any money from, support Rask and allow us to produce these podcasts, attract the biggest and best guests from Australia and around the world, and bring them to you to answer your questions. Thank you for being part of the Rask Network, and thank you for your ongoing support. Bye for now.